Hello, everyone. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, Amazon Music, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast. I welcome you to another episode of Wisdom with Charlie Perkins. I love this quote from Oprah Winfrey. She says, Lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. I love that quote because it cuts to the heart of today's podcast. We're talking about friendship, and let's get smarter. Friendship is a really big deal, and yet compared to the number of books on romantic relationships, there are few books on friendship. And I want to share with you five ideas you need to know about adult friendship. In my experience, these five ideas can make a big difference in your life. These ideas come from research, my observation as a leader in corporate and the nonprofit world, and my personal experiences with friendship. Here's idea number one. Loneliness can be lethal. So let's first look at loneliness. According to a recent survey, three out of five Americans are lonely. In fact, the U.S. Surgeon General has described loneliness as a public health issue. It can be more predictive of mortality than obesity. And it's important to contrast loneliness from solitude. Solitude is not the same as loneliness. Solitude, which is choosing to be alone, can be restorative and even essential But loneliness is painful and something no one would ever choose. That said, good friendships improve our health. A Hartford study spanning more than 80 years showed that men lived longer and were happier when they had close relationships. And it wasn't how many relationships they had. Instead, it was the quality of relationships that mattered. Research also shows that social support improves recovery times when we're sick or recovering from medical procedures. So without question, our health improves with good friendships. Idea number two, forget about cryptocurrency for a minute. Invest in friendships. To earn the benefits of friendship, we need to invest by treating our friends as our A-listers, because they are. A-list treatment includes being caring, empathetic, honest, reliable, trustworthy, loyal, present, and a good listener. It also means reaching out and showing up. It's a virtuous cycle. The more we invest in friendship, the better people we and our friends become. I remember as a banker, friendship showed up a lot as a topic in my office. And here's a little story about investing in friendship. One of my colleagues, let's call him Fred, was a successful venture capitalist and a likable guy. Yet he complained of having a void in his life. He said he had no friends. He had lots of connections on social media, And lots of people would be very happy to ride with him in the limo. But nobody would ride the bus with him. 
Although Fred was a powerful man, he felt powerless to even start to fill the void. He was well-educated, but like most of us, he wasn't educated on how important friends could be or how to do friendship. He had friends up through college, but after college, he didn't maintain friendships or grow new ones. He also got a reputation for being a flake whose only priority was business. Fred was a venture capitalist, a professional investor who didn't invest in friendship. But Fred hit rock bottom and then decided to change. He began to invest by making time in his calendar for his friends. He called them often with no agenda, just to say hi. He hung out with them. He showed up emotionally and he showed up on time. He put away his phone when he was with them. And as he worked toward his friendship goals, he'd ask himself, now how have I shown up as a friend this week? The result, in Fred's own words, the return on his friendship investment was far better than any business investment he'd ever had. And we've got to be like Fred. Friendship requires investment. Idea number three, friendship can boost your love life. When we invest in good friendships, our romantic relationships improve. Until a few hundred years ago, we lived in a tight-knit community. You know, that saying, it takes a village. Well, couples therapist Esther Perel talks about how we once had an entire village to count on for all kinds of social needs. Now, we tend to place all of those needs onto one person, our significant other. And since we all have a broad spectrum of needs, it's impossible and unreasonable to expect our primary partners to meet them all. And while I'm talking to all genders, research suggests that men in particular may struggle to find and maintain friendship, especially in Western nations where men can be socialized to be independent, which can sabotage their quest for friendship. We see lots of movies with the independent guy, a solitary protagonist representing an ideal. And we glorify a guy whose life recipe results in sadness and loneliness. Men who follow in those footsteps may unintentionally put the burden of all the missing friendships onto their spouses or significant other. And regardless of gender, it's uncommon for anyone to appreciate every single aspect of their partner. That's what friends are for. Our romantic relationships benefit from friendship. Idea number four, even superheroes have limits. There are limits to what any friend can provide. Friends are like superheroes with strengths and limits. A friend who's happy to help you move might not be able to do the heavy lifting of emotional support when you go through a tough time. Another friend might be unable or reluctant to help you move but might shine in supporting you after a breakup. Friendships do better when we know our friends' limits. 
But sometimes we can gently challenge those limits and discover that our friendship has more elasticity than we thought. That's a great way for friendships to deepen. But if they don't, friendships can still thrive when we accept those limits gracefully. And last but not least, idea number five. It's a bad idea to spend more time choosing a car than choosing our friends. So what's good to think about when choosing friends? Well, it's a good idea to look for people who reflect the person we want to become. We humans are social animals, and studies show that as individualistic as we may think we are, we still tend to conform or be influenced by others. There's truth to the idea that we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So choose friends whose judgment you value. And think about all the times you seek advice from a trusted friend. Our friends become our advisory board and shape how we think. And we need to pay attention as friendships develop. Because according to research, it takes between three to nine weeks to make a friend. And to make a good friend, it takes about four months. But we only really know our friends over time, especially how well they can celebrate with us when we win and how well they support us when we lose. And while it can be fun, easy, and safe to talk about topics like movies, politics, and technology, well, maybe not politics, (laughs) but in close friendships, it's also important to talk about how we're really doing. Can we truly share what's going on in our lives? This takes trust, safety, and vulnerability. Dr. Brene Brown's research has shown courage and vulnerability go hand in hand. We can only be courageous if we are willing to be vulnerable. But the payoff can be a stronger friendship and a stronger you. And whomever you choose as a friend, you'll be giving them your most precious and non-renewable resource, your time. You can lose your money and get it back. You can lose your health and get it back. But you can't lose your time and get it back. A good use of time is being in reciprocal relationships with a healthy give and take. And you can ask yourself, does the friendship feed me or bleed me? Obviously, you'll want to feel fed by your friendship, meaning nourished or enriched. And you'll want this for your friend, too. Even in the best friendship, we may feel bled or depleted at times. But it's important to notice. A great way to discern this is by doing what I call the driveway test. Imagine you've been hanging out with a friend, whether in person, on the phone, or even online. How do you feel driving away or leaving the encounter? Do you feel taller, happier, better? Or do you feel deflated, exhausted, or perhaps used? And sometimes if negative feelings persist, we might have to move on. If this happens, it can be helpful to do so with gratitude for the time you shared. 
What do we think about at the end of our lives? Well, we think about our relationships, our loved ones, family, and yes, our friends. As for me, I'm sure I'll reflect on friendships. I'll close with the words of Tennessee Williams. Life is partly what we make it and partly what is made by the friends we choose. And I'll add this. Good friendships can deepen and enrich our lives immensely. Have a blessed week, everybody, and Happy New Year. Podcast listeners, there's a new and inspiring podcast that you will want to add to your playlist, Wisdom with Charlie Perkins. During each episode of this podcast, they talk about inspiration, leadership, and management tips. Charlie Perkins and guests will also have fun and try to enhance your life in a positive way. Host Charlie Perkins shares fun stories and insight that you will truly appreciate. Wisdom with Charlie Perkins, available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Wisdom with Charlie Perkins. Add the podcast to your playlist right now.